As the world begins to reopen and we look at getting back to some form of normality, fitness and personal health has never been more important. Today, I sat down with award-winning personal trainer and fitness expert and former professional cricket player, Javino McLean. We went through a lot of the myths surrounding diet, fitness and well-being and the mentality required to get the most out of your physical performance. This is Culture Episode 6. Keep it locked. So, Javino, thanks for coming down, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you for inviting me, man. I've been looking to come down here for a while. Yeah, man. See what you guys are doing. See what to be a part of this. Yeah, man. Um, I've, I've been wanting to catch up with you properly, and I thought, you know what? This is a kind of like a good space to sort of have a proper conversation with you and like exchange some knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, get your knowledge, really. Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people watching this, they might not know what your field of expertise is, bro. So, and like, I even. Even though I, I know your background, mm -hmm. it'd be good even to sort of get the bio, Let really. The people yeah, know. yeah. So now I'm Javino. Uh, I hold a few records, because I'm a personal trainer. I don't like saying personal trainer, because I think the word's been diluted. I'm an exercise specialist. I've mm -hmm. got the gym of the year. Two days ago. That's J7, right? J7, my gym, my, uh, my facility. J7, gym of the year, award winning. Mm -hmm. Recently, we just won it again a couple of days ago. How many so times have you won that? It's the second time we won it now, two years in a row. So Two years on the run? Two years on the, on yes, the bro. trip. Do you know what I mean? So we're doing big things. Uh, my facility is 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 it's become the main facility in the community for, for helping people with health. But me personally, I come from a sporting background as a professional cricketer. Cricket was my first love. You know I'm a big cricket fan, don't you? Cricket like what? What do you mean cricket? What kind like? of cricket though? Well, I know you're Indian, I know you lot play cricket because I lived in India, but <clears> you a cricket, cricket fan? Um, that means no, that nah, you said, I am uh, a Nah, I am a cricket, cricket fan. But. So I played cricket, but cricket was my first love. It wasn't my true love. Uh, I was born in Jamaica, so our national sport, just like in England, is football. Our national sport's cricket. Mm. Grew up in my cricket. I've been playing... Commonwealth country, innit? Yeah, so I've been playing cricket from... I, but I learnt my cricket in England, but obviously Jamaican heritage. So uh, cricket was all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was play cricket. I've been playing professional standards since 14 years old. Ridiculous. Really? What's so the standard like over there? In, India. In Jama no, in Jamaica. Well, in the West Indies, it's, it's mega. It's a... Uh, How would you compare it to the standard here? Not as good, purely because years ago, Jamaica West Indies were the king of cricket. They, yeah, were the, yeah. they were the most powerful nation. And then we've had a bad patch with Murray. Kirtley Ambrose days. Yeah, we, we, we rule cricket Man for, like about, Kirtley, for about 20 years, yeah, bro. Brian Lara. We, we, we rule cricket and then the kind Kind of like what most sports organisations do, where sometimes the old guys grow old together, and then the new generation have got nobody. All I ever wanted to do was play cricket. When I went to India, uh, I left. I was playing at Lancashire, then went to a club called Worcestershire. Got a contract. You played for Lancashire. Yeah, got a contract out in Worcestershire, uh, in India, and that was a turning point for me because, long story short, it sounds really arrogant, this, and I'm going to say it, and I sound like a bit of a muppet saying it. Go on. It's I was always the best athlete. Anywhere. What do you mean? What in, within within cricket? Bro, anywhere. But they're not really athletes Shut in cricket, up, are they? Shut up! Don't wind me up right now. We'll do press ups right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's but not a big achievement being the best athlete. Don't wind me up, mate. Of course it is. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right, go on. Yeah? You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as always, the best athlete any team that I played on any yeah. fitness test, I was gonna win. Yeah. Uh, speed test, agility test, power test, plan anything, I was gonna win. And it got to the point where. It got a little bit boring. I didn't get nothing out of it. So mm -hmm. when he's in India, there's an opportunity, long story short, the conditioner, 
a South African man got injured. Yeah. Uh, so they said to me as a fitness person in the team, do I want to condition these lads for the next couple of months? So I said, yeah, cool. In them few months, I got more out of conditioning other people and seeing what I can do with them yeah. than myself. So me winning every fitness test or any, any anything to do with uh, being an athlete, mm-hmm. it didn't give me nothing. It got to the point where I was like, mm, mm-hmm. okay. So me seeing what I could do with other people, it I got so much more out of it. Right. How I could, so why did you start doing that while you were in India playing? I was doing a little bit of PT before I went to India, but yeah. when I went to India, uh, that's when I kind of thought I got more out of what I could do with other people right. and it made my decision a little bit easier when I came back home to go I was kind of falling out of love with cricket as well the professional side of it what, what did you do battle ball? I was a bowler fast ball yeah yeah really fast <laughs> rapid lick your head off do you miss it? I miss it every day but like cricket so it's, uh, cricket made me who I am lessons I learned in cricket kind of made me the person I am today so if it wasn't for cricket and the lessons that I learned from cricket I won't be the elite conditioner that I am now. Right, so I know I was joking saying like, I mean, I was half joking when I said like cricket, cricket but is not really athletes. that shows you don't know cricket, Nick. Now but listen, yeah, when I say- That shows you're not a sportsman because if you're a sportsman, you respect of a sportsman. I'm just looking, you... I'm looking at the condition Have of the players ever... on the field, Have... bro. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm seeing big cricket? belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I used to be all right at cricket. So, if, so let me tell you a training regime that I was doing since I was 14. But with the other players doing it, are we talking about you doing this is, that? This is, this, is what, this is where it gets a little bit tricky where Elite athletes, elite cricketing athletes, right? Mm-hmm. The ones who are top of the game. Like who? Uh, Brentley, uh, Mitchell Johnson, yeah. the, the bowlers and cricketers. I, I, I'm a fast bowler. Fast bowling is the hardest thing to do in cricket. Yeah. You can't be a fast bowler. You ain't never. Every now and then you might see a bit of a parky batsman, a bit of a parky wicket keeper. When it comes to fast bowling, express plays. Flint off was a parker. He wasn't, he wasn't, he was thick. He was fat, bro. No, 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 no. Flint, nah, bro, this thick and this no, fat. No, bro, Andrew Flintoff is a thick athlete. If you know him, I know... I know but at him. his peak, look, look at... You've seen the videos mm. of him. At his peak, he, he was he was heavy. He was, no, Nick, he was thick. There's a difference, that's what I mean. So this okay. is... You're looking at it from an eye of a civilian. Okay. So over the years, I've come to realise when it comes to people's physiques, there's certain people that are skinny, certain people that are fat, there's certain people that are just thick lumberjacket. Andrew Flintoff has been like that from the jump since he was a kid. Mm. Just tall, never muscular, thick. Mm. My cousin Trevor, mm. he's always been thick. Yeah, man, it made me, I got more out of what I could do with other people, basically. So when I came back from India, I that. spent seven months in India in Bangalore. Seven, seven of the most educational months of my life, man. I learned a lot. Mm. Came back there with nothing, but I came back there with no, like, I went there with two bags of cricket stuff. I left there with nothing. Left the cricket bags there? Left everything there because I realised there, we in England as British athletes sometimes don't get to elite level in sports because we ain't, we ain't, we ain't hungry enough. Mm. There's certain things that I that's what it is? 110%. Look at this now. Why? Because England's second rate in everything. Because we're not hungry. When it comes to an international team. Because we're not hungry. We ain't, listen to this now, we've got options. Mm. So in England, we've got an option. You growing up as a young man in Manchester, your options, you've got a hell of options to mm. do different things. Music, mm. Vibus Syndicate, sick. So when we when, when I was young, young, me and you were the same age, but mm. Vibus were massive. Mm. So imagine that didn't work. You could go to the next thing, and next thing, and that, that, that. Yeah. In India, yeah, an example being now, one of my close boys in India, Abhishek Jagan, shout out to Abhishek, was a fast bowler like mm. me. So me and him used to train every day together. We used to train at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Bangalore, for people that don't know, 
is probably four times bigger than England. It's, it's ginormous. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. It takes six, seven hours to fly through Bangalore. That's how big the city is, the state. So Abishak, we used to train at eight o'clock in the morning. Hmm. I didn't know this until three months after being his friend, sitting with him every day, breaking bread, hmm. playing computer games. That We train at eight o'clock in the morning. His journey starts at four o'clock in the morning. Because wow. he where he lives in Bangalore, he yeah. has to walk an hour to the train station, yeah. get on the train for two hours mm. to get to Kanatika, and then from Kanatika, he has to jog from the train station to the ground, which right. is a four-hour trip. So now, every day he was doing that. Didn't complain, didn't tell me nothing, didn't once go, yeah, I'm tired <coughs> But he just went in. So now... That work ethic is It's ridiculous. Now. Imagine that was in England. You know how many young athletes I know in England? So now, imagine I said to somebody in North Manchester, you've got a trial at Man United. You've got a trial at Leeds. You've got a Sheffield. And you have to get... You have to walk there. You yeah. have to jog there. You think they're going to say yeah? No. Hell no. British people won't even do the shit jobs. No, exactly. So they're not hungry. And I realised when I was over there, I started mm. studying athletes, the athlete's mentality and how's that person got that level of success. And I realised that them athletes work from poverty. And my brethren, Abishak, he's... You know he, what it is? There's, there's no safety net there. No, because so there, he's feeding if, if his you, family, Nick. Yeah, like, when my, my dad came from there to here, mm. obviously, because it's not... There's not the opportunity. I mean, there's more opportunity there now than there was. But still, it's still... There's no, there's no welfare state. Yeah. So if you're broke, you're broke differently. Mm. And a lot of the time, there's no way out of that. Yeah. Where yeah. here, you'll be, you know, you can go on universal credit or- You can get, you can get things. You can, there's a route out. There's always a route out here, yeah. no matter how bad the situation is. I think Britain is, is one of the best places yeah. in the world to well, live. Mate, listen, with I tell people all the time, with that like every day in England is a good day. The worst day in England is paradise somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Abishak, my boy in India, going back to him. If he didn't make it as a cricketer, Ain't nobody feeding. He's not feeding just his family. So mm. in England, there's no pressure. As a young person in England, mm. if you don't make it in your career choice, ain't no pressure. Yeah. You move on to the next one. If you don't make it in these some of these countries, yeah. it's not just the old school. The, there's the old school family vibe. So me growing up, even on my classes now, my OAP classes, I call them uncles and aunties. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's how I was raised. Anyone on my suite is older, is an uncle or auntie. Yeah. In India, it's the same. So now, Abishak. If he didn't make it as a cricketer, he's got his mum, his dad, and his three sisters. But then he's got his neighbours, his uncles, his aunties on that street. So when they make it, and he did make it, he ended up playing in the IPL. I did think it? For uh, the Chennai Super Kings. Sick. That when he ended up making it, it wasn't just feeding his family, it was feeding the whole entire street. You yeah. feel me? So when you got that kind of pressure, mm. you ain't getting tired doing burpees. Yeah. When we're doing sprints, you ain't, you ain't gonna get tired because yeah. you know that, that the carrot that, that, yeah. that, that they're dangling mm. is gonna feed your family for a yeah. long time. And in England, if Wayne Rooney didn't make it as a footballer, yeah. ain't the end of the world. Yeah. There's options. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Mm. So you said about the OAP thing. So tell me, tell me about that because I've seen that you do, um, you do a lot of classes with mm. older people and people with disabilities. Yeah. And, um, I found that obviously seeing I've seen the way you train other people. Mm. You know, you train athletes. Mm. What is how is how is that like going from training like a professional athlete mm -hmm. to training like an old some an older person with you know underlying health it's conditions? Harder. Is it? It's harder. It's harder to train the OAPs 
and people think that's mad because of the physical aspects. Harder of in what sense? If you're an athlete that right, I'm training you, mm. I've got no problem with keeping this business. So if I know like I've got fighters that are trained athletes in different sports, if I know that you've had me to do a job, mm. I'm gonna do that job. I'm, I'm, I'm cold to your emotions. Yeah. I'm cold to your feeling because you pay me to do a job. You're not ruining my reputation. Mm. So I'm gonna tick all the boxes that's required to make you win that fight, to make you win that game, to make you do A, B, C, and mm. D. So I'm ignorant to you. I'm, I'm not gonna listen to you. There's certain things that if you're talking, if it doesn't, if you're me and you're talking about something or, or going through something that doesn't affect your performance on the pitch or in the cage or in the ring, I don't want to hear it. I'm right. about business. Yeah. These OAPs that I've trained for over ten years, uh, they've taught me to listen. Mm. You, 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 they've taught me to. I didn't. You, I didn't realize how much I didn't listen until I spoke to these people. I and mean, mm. after a while, they will pull you on it. They've got no. They've got no. They don't business. You could be talking to somebody the mother, and they tell you about the, the daughters, the nieces, the grandkids. Yeah. And if in two weeks they say, oh yeah, you remember when I was telling you about my granddaughter, she did this and that. Mm. And you go, mm, they've got no problem with shaming you. So they made me, they forced me to listen. <laughs> yeah. And then we're talking with OAPs, you're talking about real life or death. Yeah. So this is why not many people, I see too many bad videos of people trying to educate older people on exercise and health. If you ain't got no clue about the older body, the, 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 the certain things that could cause them damage, mm-hmm. don't do it. So with these OAPs, I've had to educate myself to the point where I know exactly if someone's got angina, it's most of them have got issues. Yeah. Cardiovascular issues and, and deeper issues. So I need to know exactly what's not gonna cause you to be worse, what's not gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of disguise all the knowledge I've got with just fun and character yeah. and love. They don't need to come in with an athlete it's as simple as, I'm going to explain you something. Doesn't gonna... matter if you don't understand it, I'm doing it because it's going to make you win the fight. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you win whatever we're doing. With the OAPs, it's just disguising it before. I just wanting to have fun. Enjoy yeah. themselves, have fun, but as safe as possible. With that, do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, they're, 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 they're my favorite class. I do a lot of classes. When, when you got here before, because I said, you were about to tell me, and I said, don't don't, don't tell yeah. me now. So tell me when, when we put the cameras rolling. Um, you were working with some cancer patients yeah. today. Shout out Trek Stock as well. Trek Stock. Uh, so what's that like? Level. What's that, I mean, I, I watch that like like training people who are like turning the wheel. Bro, see, you see cancer. Cancer is a lot to me. That's what I worked out. But I, what what I've worked with cancer patients for many many years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my my facility we've all since the day we've opened. I remember when I was working in other places, they used to try and charge. And I said, said, are you charging for this? I said, I do this for free. How are you charging people to come? I said, I'll do this for free. You lot pay me. Mm-hmm. So let me do this for free and they won't do it. So when I got my facility, I said, there's certain things I'm going to do. And since the day I've opened, whether it's lockdown or not, mm-hmm. cancer patients, certain other people with really bad issues, come through. Mm-hmm. Book a day, I'll train you, don't worry about the money. Cancer patients have taught me that strength ain't, bro, I used to think strength was Alex's six pack or me deadlifting and what you can do in the gym. Strength ain't none of that. I've seen I've seen strength that I'd never knew existed with some of these cancer patients. Young people as well, but not yeah. even some of the older ones, but I've seen strength that I didn't know existed that I, I didn't know that it was even possible and to what, be what, that. What do you mean? Like in what sense? Strength. Right. Okay. One of my ladies uh passed away last year. Yeah. Yeah, on TV sensational the most the most beautiful sensational the most happiest 
She's the one that I saw this post on my socials, little old Irish lady getting a boogie up. <laughs> Long story short, me and her was really close. She came to me, bro, three months before she passed away. Mm. Cause she had a little issue that she had in her lungs. She came to me and said, can I have a chat to you, She took me in my office. I swear to God, God is my witness. She went, right, I've got cancer. This is actually how she put it to me. I've got cancer. Uh, they don't know how long I've got left. Because at my age, they can't treat it. Because of where it is, they can't treat it. I don't want no sympathy. Don't tell nobody. I'm in my room, bawling. I'm like, what? You just told me that you're, you're dying, basically. She mm. went, I don't want no... Outside, where you do your skipping in the gym, mm. that's where they all sit down with the chairs. Mm -hmm. There was 16 of them out there. I'll never forget the day. So she's told me this at 5 to 12 before the class. And I'm sat there going... How, I got, how am I going to go and teach this you, class yeah, now after you've told me I'm, this? Yeah, so she's just, she's, yeah. so she's, she's gone. I don't want no sympathy. I don't want yeah. nobody to know. Bro, she did this. Wiped her eyes and went, on with the show, son. Walked out. I walked out five minutes later. Mm. Going, how am I going to do this class? As I'm doing the class. Yeah. Oh, a few of them are clocking on because I'm usually gassed. They're saying, JJ, you all right, son? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Bro, I kid you not, Auntie V is dancing and singing and she's alive for the party. Mm. She was doing that. I remember looking at the clock, it was 18 minutes past 12. I'm looking at her going, how are you doing this? Mm. You just told me that basically you die. How, how is that? Like, that's the kind of strength that I mean. Yeah. So when I'm thinking back at that, but things like that, I've had them for years now. So that was on TV recently, that really touched me. But over the years, I've had many of them where I'm like, ah, to me growing up and to most people, strength is like our perception of a man is, a certain picture, a certain yeah. image. Strength comes, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Of course it? it does, bro. But that kind of strength to me mm. is the kind of strength that I swear to God, I wish that me, my son, and the, the lads in no, my family. Cancers. Like, yeah, cancers yeah cancers man, that's fucker, it's a man. man. My mum's my had it three times. Oh, really? And um, yeah, she's stubborn, my mum. Mm. I think I remember going to the doctor with my mum and they said, you've got like 50, you've got a 15% chance of survival. Mm -hmm. And my mum's like, don't be ridiculous. Literally, she fought it off. But Paul, look at that. That then. was over 10 years. She's in the clear now. It's look gone. how strong that is to, to get... Strong or delusional, I'm not no, sure. Bro, I'm not quite worried at all. if man said to us like that, we're dying. I'm dropping, I'm trying. If somebody said to me now, you're dying, I'm crying. Yo, honestly, I get paranoid all the time. I'm going to get cancer. Honestly. Because my mum had it three times. The slightest thing that's wrong with me. I know this is dramatic. No, it's, it's crazy, not, though. No, it's not. Honestly, I get paranoid thinking, oh. Oh, I've got, I've got an AK. Is it cancer? I know it's, I know it sounds crazy. Like, why are no, you saying no, that? But it's, it's not like, crazy. It's normal. It's understandable. That but I do, in my back of my mind, I do get little, um, little, like little, little glitches in me where I'm just, because obviously it's, it, it creeps on people mm -hmm. and it creeps on anyone. There's no like, there's not, no matter how healthy you are, mm. alkaline diet, all that shit. It doesn't fucking matter, bro. Mm. When cancer's coming, it's coming. And yes, yeah, it's a scary one. But, but this is a prize. The tr thing is, you can get, you can survive yeah. it now. A lot more people are surviving yeah. it than ever, right? And see how important health is now. Now yeah. with what's going on, health is priority. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing that I'm. Of your I mean, the world we're all seeing that people that there's a, a huge cultural shift. I feel like that I'm seeing every day, certainly online, that people are valuing their health more. Maybe, maybe a lot of it's for vanity reasons. Mm. Um, but I think there is also a huge amount of people who very much take training very seriously now. Um, and I think now that gyms, like we're in lockdown now, we're well, filming this in lockdown, we can't go gym. 
We can't trade. To be honest, I don't think people. I kind of disagree with you about taking things serious. Do you think? I think there's a difference in taking training serious. What's happened is that there's clout chases. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I think there's a huge amount of people doing it for vanity reasons, mm -hmm. clout chasing. Because it's the popular thing now, training at home. But I think there's a lot of people who are doing it for mental health. 100%. There's a lot of people doing it for- It's vital for mental health. For for personal fitness. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I train what? I train four times a week, mm -hmm. but I have to for my own mental health. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cause I get anxiety. So if I don't do it, if I'm not training, then I, not, my mood goes further mm -hmm. and I start turning moody, mm -hmm. angry, and I just turn into the old me, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. I can see that decline happen pretty mm -hmm. quickly. So if, if that's me, I'm guessing like- No, 100%, bro. Since the lockdown, man, we've had to, I've given out probably 250 plus WhatsApp workouts to people that are literally messaging me saying, yo, if I don't do something, I need something because yeah. it's not even about the aesthetics, it's about the mental health side yeah, of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful, it's, yeah, mate, it's a powerful time. It's a really strange time. It's a strange mental time. health now ain't no joke. And people love to say it. And sometimes I think people use it as a catch, as a catchphrase, because mm -hmm. people just like what's popping. Mm -hmm. People jump on. Do you how many people don't give a damn about Black Lives Matter, but they'll jump on it because yeah, it's yeah. the popping thing. They don't care about it. Yeah. If, if there was gay, uh, gay pride going on right now, there'll be people now who will be jumping on that and promoting yeah. that because they don't, they've, they've never cared about that, it in the past. When the, when the Black Lives Matter movement like really kicked off with, you know, the, the death of George Floyd, mm. like the amount of people I seen like, who I've never, I mean, I'm seeing people like from all kinds of walks of life and places jumping on this movement. Who I, I know for a fact, I didn't even know what that was a week exactly. ago. Because, but because they've seen it on social media. Because it's hashtag BLM everywhere exactly. now. And it's like, put, put your Instagram profile mm -hmm. black. Like, yeah, and the thing me. is, that, the thing is, I don't mind that. Because I think in a sense, it creates more awareness for, for, for the movement. But at the same time, what I don't like about it is, is if you're not going to educate yourself on the subject matter properly, then it's kind of like, does it devalue the movement? It, does it become just a trend, like a fad, mm -hmm. a brand? It's diluted. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's very diluted. And that's the thing now with what's going on with the state of the world, with the pandemic and stuff. <sighs> Bro, I'm just seeing miseducation when it comes to health, diets and training. I'm seeing so many miseducated now, people. Well, this is actually, this is like, we've gradually got here because we've chatted about everything else but this, yeah. Mm. But like, this was one of the main reasons why I wanted to chat mm. to you was to sort of myth bust a few a few things with let's, you. Let's do it, bro. Right. too many of them. So one thing, this is a common one. You see, it's, it's all over the internet. People will say that it is 80% diet, 20% training. So I'm, I'm having a lot of conversations with people where they're saying, oh, it don't really matter about the training. It's just more about your diet. And I'm seeing people not training as hard as they could be because they think, well, I'll just go home and have salad. You know the people that say that? 80% mm -hmm. nutrition and 20% training. Training. Yeah. Those are the ones who are the lazy bastards that cannot, sorry, can you swear? Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones, that, you ones want, are the lazy bastards, yeah? Who yeah. Don't want to take ownership that they need to do more. So they get out claws for, so they get out claws that justifies them being a lazy bastard. They say, nah, <laughs> it's not even about the exercise, yeah. it's about boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's their get out clause. I'll lay off the bread yeah? tonight, yeah, So yeah. when it comes to the 80%, 20%, it's bollocks. If anyone who knows anything about conditioning, it's... So now nah, I don't like the word personal training because I think it's been diluted. What so would I... you, percentage would you say it is? 
it depends on the individual. So now, ethnicity, uh, family history, mm-hmm. everything comes into play. So look at me, for example. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, my diet ain't amazing. Right. Shredded, you get me? Like, like, I ain't gonna back it off, Nick. <laughs> but underneath this, it's a madness still. Keep you know what I mean? I'm gonna it back it off. But look at me now, I eat very clean. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't eat like a like a bloody like 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 a a, a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So now I train like a beast. Mm-hmm. Right. So now over the years, what I've realised is that depending on who you are, certain women, certain uh, let's say this is why I say ethnicity plays a place. So traditionally, uh, Afro uh, Caribbean ladies, uh, Asian ladies struggle with carbs more. Mm-hmm. So they have to take a lot more because just because of the nature of our natural diets, mm-hmm. they have to kind of. Uh, really really work more on the nutrition side of things yeah european people historically don't suffer with carbs as much so they can kind so of when you say suffer with carbs what do you mean naturally like so, so natu- if they if they eat too many carbs they're gonna get fat basically yeah so you're saying so afro-caribbean asian females primarily if they're eating too much bread they, it, they, they swell up quick because they, historically <laughs> they swell up real quick bro. So they, <laughs> historically uh, natural, uh, the, the natural diet of somebody, yeah. let's say in China, India, mm-hmm. Jamaica, it's a lot of carbs, a lot mm-hmm. of greasy shit, uh, curries, uh, jerk chicken, it's a lot of greasy stuff. So, naturally, I think it's just evolution is created it. Just naturally, that's how it is. Do you so, know what I mean? As, so, so, in, so, I don't understand then. So, like, if if through history, for example, in like India, we talk mm-hmm. about India, like, they eat a lot of rotis, eat a lot of rice, mm-hmm. yeah? So, why would if that is what the body is used to consuming, that's what their ancestors are used to consuming over hundreds, thousands of years, whatever. Well, surely, like your body would learn to burn that off faster and enable you to stay slim and fitter rather than hold on to them carbs and make you fatter. No, not really. I, get I would have thought, you no, know, do you no, get me? Like no, logically, no. you'd think that's what no, your body like, would like, want no, to it's do. It's like evolution. Yeah. No, that's why you think it's like how many fat Indians you see. Yeah, bear. You know what I mean? In Jamaica, there's a lot of fat people because naturally our diets, there's a lot of greasy shit. Right. So that's what I mean by genetically, we're, and, and ethnically, we we do suffer with carbs a lot more. Yeah. So when you do any kind of courses and all the things I've done over the years, I've mm-hmm. always been taught that depending on where you are in the world, your people, your heritage can play a part in mm-hmm. how quickly you, How many times you see people that eat shit, think about this now, that don't eat good, you go, how are you in that shape? Mm. How, like if I ate that, I'd be, I'd look like this. It pisses me off. Exactly. Man. So that's where I'm talking about. Where me off. I know enough people, especially women who I argue with every single week, mm. who say, "How can she eat that, that, and that?" And she's like that. D- I don't, I don't really believe in DNA and stuff like that too much. You know when people say, "Oh, I've got a fat family." Oh, my family big. Shut up. You're just big. <laughs> You're just big. But uh, when it comes to things like that. There is, there is, there is something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There is something. You know what? Like when it comes to like, obviously I'm half Asian, so I've noticed that carbs are no good for me. Mm. If I stop eating carbs, drop weight rapid. Mm. And the sort of but physique I have is I like gain weight easily, lose weight easily. Mm. But there are a few key things like alcohol and bread. If I if I reduce that dramatically, I don't. I probably wouldn't even need to train. Yeah. It would all just fall off me. Mm. But if I if I'm, if I'm having a bad week, if I've been out a couple of times, I've been drinking, mm. I've been having sandwiches or toast even for breakfast, mm. it, it doesn't do me any favours. See, what's mad, this is where the eliteness in trainers, the mm. eliteness in my niche will rise to the top. Where, so now, 
exactly what you said before. It's about self, it's about analyzing somebody. Mm -hmm. So I learn when it comes to 80% this and 20% that. Bollocks because you have to analyze a person, take a lot of notes, make make food diaries, and work out something that makes sense. So look at me, for example. I don't struggle with carbs. Yeah. I had five bagels yesterday. Wow. I train a lot. I've been up. I'm up ridiculous. Like even this morning. Yeah. I've been up from half past four. Mm. I've had four meals. I eat a lot. Mm. Carbs do not touch me. Carbs don't affect me. But well, is that, is that, is that, that because of the amount of calories you're consuming in the day? Possibly. But even on days where I've not How many times have you trained today? Once. Are you going to train again no. later? But then I, I, on certain days, if I have four, every morning I have two bagels more or less. Two okay. bagels, peanut butter, pure nuts. Yeah, that's two, two four bagels. I, I had that again yesterday when I came home and mm. then I had one before I went to bed. Can't, but that's a normal thing for me. Cause, so they don't affect me. Mm. So now somebody was training me Mm. I, I, they can't tell me that carbs, carbs, because they've not, they've not assessed me. So what I do with most of my clients is food diaries. The ones that I think that I need to lose weight. The ones that I need to think that just trim weight and just drop a look of piece here, drop a look How of can piece. someone do it for themselves at home though? Like, how can someone who, all right, put it this way. Let's say someone has bought into this myth that 80% mm -hmm. diet, 20% training, be good on both of those sides of the spectrum and, and you'll be in a good shape. How, how What would be your advice to that? To, exactly to someone? what you said there. Keep okay. it as basic and simple as possible. So you just said, something. just just make cut it down the middle. Exercise, nutrition. Do that good, do that good. Do that to the best of your ability. Do that to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. Listen, it shouldn't be, listen, people have got bad relationships with exercise and bad relationships with food and it fucks with the mental slimming world. Slimming World, I've got a little fit, I've got a, if people don't know what Slimming World is. Is there a point people, system in it? It's like a point system, but it sins and it's good food. Yeah. So the problem that is that people now have got a really awkward relationship with food. Because they're valuing it against. Yeah. Like, like I know someone who, who's, who's doing that Slimming World and they'd be like, oh, right, well, I've got 12 points, so I can yeah. have two bottles of wine or. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I was then. But I, then I can't eat tomorrow. Exactly. But that's, that's that and can't sins, be good for you. So when it kind of, it, it makes your relationship awkward with food and when food should be enjoyable. I'm a mm -hmm. big believer in that. So anyone, I, anyone I've ever got in sick shape, the priority is enjoying it. When you enjoy something, mm -hmm. you don't mind the torture. No. So if you enjoy me training, mm -hmm. I can kill you out of love. <laughs> I can kill you out of love. Yeah. And if I can, if I'm skilled enough to make you enjoy it, yeah. disguise the pain, you don't mind it. It's the same with food. Yeah. You have to have a relationship with food where it's not like, if, like look at my relationship with, with, with broccoli. I hate broccoli. Yeah. My woman makes it every night. I don't mind broccoli. Every night she makes it. What's what? your favorite veg? Broccoli. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, don't be. I'm I'm weird with food. I hate broccoli. I, I would eat food because of the color of it. I <laughs> would eat six. I, seriously, well, I, won't, I, won't, I will not have two pieces of food. This is I'm ruining my reputation here. Nah. But like, I will not have two pieces of food that are the same color. <laughs> On the plate. That's mad. Like, that's funny. Fit white fish in an egg, nah. Nah, I could that see that different. That can't be on the plate together. Nah, I can't, you see that? I see. Do you eat for taste or do you eat for the goodness of it? I try to eat for the goodness. I don't really eat for taste because I yeah. just bland shit. I don't eat nothing for taste. Like I, I could tell nah, you meals I I've had really today that are like the weirdest, nastiest meals. But I know that it it does what it, it gives my body what it needs yeah same I, I will eat for you i will eat for the value of it mm. 
but I'm weird about the texture of food. I'm weird about the color of food. Mm. Yeah, I'm just weird about food. Man, I didn't even eat an egg till I was about 24. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what's mad as well, though, when it comes to food? People are again clout chasing. So now, the way the world is, certain things that get thrown out there. And people hear it and go, yo, that sounds cool. Yeah. I'm going to say that. That's what I'm about. Vegan. I'm, you, know, you know how many times I've asked somebody who's vegan, so so what is it then? What do you do? Mm -hmm. They can't tell me an answer. So now intermittent fasting, uh, the key Intermittent fasting, diet, I wanted to talk to you about stuff. this. So intermittent fasting, I've, I'm, I enjoy intermittent fasting. Mm. When I, when I'm, if I, if I do a week of intermittent fasting, I've got more energy, I feel fresher, I, I, I can hold my weight better, my, my training's better. Oh, really? I just find that I'm a better rounded person when I'm doing like, if I do 16, eight. So if I do like, stop to eat from like 12 till eight, 8 p.m. See that there? Yeah. There's a grown man who knows himself. Yeah. So when it comes to these diets, people jump into these diets. If you don't know yourself, do not try and even do, do no new diet. So now these diets, I'm not going to slag them off and say that they're bad. There's goods and bad with everything. So the keto, there's goods, I'll tell you mm. in a minute. Intermittent fasting, there's goods and there's bads. So it's about being very personal, understanding, does that work for me? Mm -hmm. You're a musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah? I could put, I could get five beats here now for you, right? Mm. Five hard beats. Yeah. You can listen to the first one and go, eh, sick. Yeah. Second one go, yeah, sick. That third one, that's the one that I want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the other five is shit. It just means that that's the one that you want and you know that your flow, you your tempo, yeah, the way yeah. you spit, yeah. that third beat will do me and I can ride that one. Yeah. The other two might be a slow R&B beat. You like yeah. R&B, but you can't spit on that. Yeah. The other one might be a hardcore grind beat. Yeah. You like grind, but you're more dubstep. Yeah. So it's about knowing yourself. So you doing that there is fine. So every time anyone, people have done intermittent fasting in the past that have talked to me about it, I've never said no, so I said- But the science behind intermittent fasting, like they're saying, I mean, <clears throat> what sold it to me was like, oh, when you stop eating, uh, it, your body preserves energy and allows to heal different parts of your body and rare, rare, rare. Is, is there any truth in that? Or is it, I just prefer not be having a full belly and that's no. what's good for me? Or? So it's, it's the kind of person that you are. So you now, mm -hmm. so me personally, I need to eat, bro. Yeah. You know, so the way intermittent fasting is done, it's done different yeah. by so many people. But the basic way people do intermittent fasting is that you identify a section of the day where you're going to eat, mm -hmm. usually a window of about eight hours, yeah. and the remainder of the day you don't eat. Yeah. So now, somebody like me could never do that. Right. I eat too many, it means I eat every two hours. Right. There's no chance in the hell I'm not eating for that long. Yeah. So I would, me, intermittent fasting doesn't suit my character, my mm -hmm. personality, and my relationship with food, mm -hmm. my routine, because I eat that many meals. So now the problem with intermittent fasting over the years, it, the good in it is exactly what you said before, it does make people feel less bloated. Mm -hmm. People who aren't big eaters mm -hmm. can fast and feel more energized because yeah. the body's kind of cleansing and doing, letting yeah. everything absorb where it should. Yeah. The problem is, if you're not eating for that long, there's a cortisol issue. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Yeah. Cortisol is an issue. Is, is a massive issue when it comes to gaining weight. Cortisol mm -hmm. is is the enemy. <laughs> cortisol is a bully bro. Cortisol is a stress hormone that if you don't manage it, mm -hmm. it will make you gain weight quicker than anything. So now, when you're not eating for that long, mm -hmm. it does raise your cortisol by a lot. 
Right. So somebody like me who's very, very I'm not an angry person. I'm a lover, not a fighter, yeah. but because of the way I train <laughs> and my personality, yeah. I'm quite full of adrenaline all the time, yeah. things like that. So if I did when I did it, I did it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in my cricketing days mm-hmm. and it made me even angrier. And it made me put some weight. Mm-hmm. In the space of two months, I put on about half a stone of bad weight. Yeah. Because it just didn't agree with my body. Mm-hmm. It may agree with somebody else's body mm-hmm. because their character, their way of living might be different. Yeah. But when it comes to me, the way I live, the way my relationship with food, it didn't suit me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so intermittent fasting is something that has worked for people and it's not. So you think it's really like with intermittent fasting, it's more like if it, if it works for you, it works it for works, you. If it matches your personality. Right, keto. Keto's a what are your thoughts on keto? Keto's a bit mad. So Martin, Martin loves keto. So now again, again keto, again, if it matches your personality, does the personality match the, the eating plan? Does the science behind it actually it, work? Of course, of course. It's so the, the what I don't understand is like, so you've, you've, so let me get this right. So basically you've got two systems within your body. One that functions using carbs to create energy, mm-hmm. if you're eating carbs. If you stop eating carbs, it uses fat to create energy. Yeah. Right. So no, So basically now, long story short, keto, this is the thing. See, the way you're talking about nutrition is mm. the way that the world's kind of made people start talking about health, <clears throat> about food and diets, they're all complicated. Okay. Keto, long story short, it tricks your body to burn fat rather than carbs. So the keto diet is a high fat diet, low carbs. Right. So now, fats are essential. Fats are, your body needs fats, mm-hmm. okay? Your body needs fats. It'll help you grow muscle. It'll, it, your fats are very important. So now the problem with keto is that, can you do it long term? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, it raises your blood pressure yeah. a hell of a lot. And that's a major issue. Now, look what's going on with Corona right now. Mm. A lot of young people have been let down with Corona because they've got underlying issues. Mm. If your blood pressure is low, so my OAPs, they don't do anything static, no holes, mm. no squat holes, no plants, because if your blood pressure is low and it drops too low and you've got angina, a stroke, heart attack, it can trigger something further. Mm-hmm. So a lot of young people now, I think I think the rule is, I think the percentage that I read the other day was 44% of young people under the age of 30 yeah. have got underlying issues that they're oblivious to. Mm-hmm. They're walking through the day not knowing that they've got heart issues, kidney issues and all that. So now, if you've got any issues that are underlying and you're doing keto, it could trigger so, so whether you've had kidney issues, yeah. pancreas <clears throat> issues, liver issues, if you're oblivious to these things and do keto, it could trigger something. Most people ain't gonna know the why That's they the thing. But will it get the weight off you? It would, but you you may feel like shit. But then here here again, how it comes to personality and and matching. So yeah. a lot of people don't mind feeling a bit shitty. Would you ever advise someone? Would you advise someone to ever do keto? I will say if it suits you and if it doesn't fuck with your personality. So let's say Martin now. If it suited him, mm-hmm. but then he so imagine his I, personality is fucked anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Right. <laughs> imagine I worked here with Martin. And every day I'm seeing him, he went on keto, and then I start seeing a change in his personality, his behavior. Mm. I'm gonna say to him, you're acting like a dickhead, it's that keto, yeah. like put it away. So if, if it matches your personality and you can function and live normal and it doesn't <clears> affect <throat> you, mm-hmm. and your body allows you to, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So there's I mean, so there's people that say certain things about diets, but understand that there's goods and bads and everything. January fad diets. Hell no. Why? Hell no. Why, why hell no? Why not? Yeah, it's a good way to start the year. 
clean yourself up, go on a fad diet, lose a bit of weight, drop Christmas, why, why in the hell no? So the, so, so, so the start of the year is the most important part of the year? No, but I'm saying a lot of people, no, I'm not saying this is what I think, I'm All saying right. this is what a lot of people think. I'm speaking like a general consensus. Ain't nothing changed from January, December, November. So just because it's well, January. Well, I think people, people consume more at Christmas, don't they? So I think a lot of people, they, they consume more, they drink more, they're partying more, they want to start chatting. And everyone's got all this next year, new year, new me, all of that. There's all of that, it's part of culture, isn't it? It's part of our society. Mm. And I think that's what is, what the gym, have you not, well, you, you own the gym, bro. I bet your gym's busier than ever in January. See, in January, you know what we call that? What? We call that the massacre month. Right. <laughs> so in January, we'll talk. Yeah. Go on. In January, I call it the massacre month because my rule of thumb is, if you're serious about training, you've got a long-term plan. You want to be here for the long-term. Yeah. You're in it more than the, you're in it more, you're in it for more than the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So if you're in it for the long-term, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna work it out. If you're in it for the short-term, if you're in it just because it's Christmas, you've been a lazy cow, and you want to drop a couple of pounds because you know that in April you're going yeah. to have beef or you're going to have an apple, you're going to do bad. I'm a slow see you in January, so you'd never come back <laughs> because you got to think when it comes, bro, exercise is a long-term thing. Yeah, it's it more than aesthetics. Yeah. So when people have got them little skinny... I see it like brushing your teeth. Like, every, you, day? every day you got to do something, do you know what I mean? Like, you brush your, you'd never go out of the house without brushing your teeth. Oh, you know, people, you, where's the light switch here? People, my, the perfect analogy is people treat health and fitness like a light switch. So people think that they can just pick, pick and choose when they switch it on and switch it off. Mm. They pick and choose. So back in the day, the way I see it now is, Training in your health is a necessity, bro. It's a priority. Mm -hmm. People use it as a privilege. So look what happens when shit's going good. Mm -hmm. Work's going good. You know what I mean? Your man's buying you all this shit. Your yeah. woman's treating you good. Everything in your life's nice. Mm -hmm. The summer's out. Summertime, the sun's out. <laughs> you know what? I'm a good gym. I'll do two, two press-ups and a couple squats. <laughs> yeah. yeah? When shit hits the fan, yeah. what's the first thing to go? Privileges, mm. Th those things that you've kind of brought in because mm. everything's good, they fit, because they're not because they're not necessities. Mm. So now look at this now. Every day we have to pay our bills. We've got to pay our mortgage. We've got to do this. We've got to feed our kids. Those are things that no matter what month it is, what day we have to do that. Yeah. People don't treat exercise like that. People treat it as you know what? I've had a good month. You know when people get bonuses at work. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do this. That's how they treat it. So yeah. when shit gets real mm. and it gets cold as a motherfucker in January. Mm. And so they used to get up and go jogging at seven o'clock when it was light. Now it's January, it's cold as grass, and you're looking around, it's steamy and foggy, and your woman's in bed and your man's in bed and warm, and you got to think, shit, I gotta lace up these boots and do this 5K. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna, your reason yeah. needs to be rock solid. Yeah. So if your reason's a little skinny, meaningless reason to yeah. train in January, I'm gonna get rid of you. Yeah. Cause that means we can't work. Yeah. Cause if, you're, if I'm gonna work with you, it needs to be for the long term, mm. so that we can build something proper. Yeah. If you're in it for a shitty reason, yeah. that's only for a small, 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 short period. Yeah. It ain't gonna work. So I'd rather you not do it. Is there a way? All right. So isn't what something I wanted to ask you. So let's say someone. Let's say it is. It's May, right? And if someone's not got themselves in shape yet, but they're like, oh, I'm going on holiday in June, and I really want to just make myself feel better, look better for June. Is it? What would be your advice to someone who wanted to get themselves in shape quickly or to make some kind of difference before they go on holiday or they've got a big event or something like that? You know, you know, one of the questions that I ask people all the time? Yeah. 
So people message me. This is answering your question about another way where people mess all the time saying I want training and I'll say why. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me something and I'll say why. And I'll, they'll, they'll, they'll message me six or seven times and I'll just keep replying why. Mm-hmm. If your reason is just for going on holiday, I'll I, I get to a point where I stop answering or say no. But is that, but it, what I'm saying, no, nah, I get that, but I'm saying is there, can, all right, this is the question. Can dramatic changes be made physically in a short amount yeah. of time? Yeah, but not many people are built for it. Why, for what it takes not to many do people that? People built for that war. Really? Hell no. So what would it you, take? You're, look at this now, you're a musician. Mm-hmm. If I said to you now, bro, we need to drop a mixtape by next Wednesday. Yeah. Because you love this. Yeah. And you really want it. You yeah. could drop, you could, you could, you could go by that eight, nine songs right now. Yeah. Yeah. So now. Only because I write all the time. Yeah, but now imagine, so go bring it to fitness. Mm-hmm. If you came to me in February and said, February, March, April, May, June, bro, I'm getting married, I'm doing this, I'm doing something, I need to be in shape by then. If you really wanted it, of course you can. I know people like, I know people, I've transformed people in the space of two months because every session they go to war and back because the purpose is so real. Mm-hmm. When the purpose, the, well, the, the way I explain it, yeah, the meaning's got to be fucking huge. The meaning's got, the meaning's got to be rock solid. Mm-hmm. So, when I, so I analyze myself, so the way I explain this with people is, I say to myself, so now, what makes, so this morning, I trained at 5.30. Mm-hmm. I went in, the gym's empty. So what makes Javino go that hard in an empty gym? We're in lockdown, by myself, in the cold. Why do I go that hard? So now I've had to write down my reasons, my meanings. Mm-hmm. So I get clients to do it. I said, write down your reasons, your meanings. If your reasons and meanings are bullshit reasons, guess what? Soon as shit gets real and it gets cold, mm-hmm. The first thing, to, if your reasons aren't rock solid, you ain't gonna get out of bed. Yeah. An example being one of my girls who lost seven stone mm-hmm. for two months. Seven stone in two months? No, no, she lost seven stone, but for two months, yeah. she was messaging me, can we train? Why? What's your reason? Oh, I'm doing this. Shit reason. Why? Oh, I'm doing this. Why? Mandy, why? And it got to the point she came to me and said, I don't know what you want, Jay. I said, what do you want? So I said, give me a fucking real reason. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna keep me away from my son, cause every time I train somebody, you're keeping me away from my son. Mm-hmm. So for me to do that, I need a real reason to go to war with you. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna go to war with you. Shit gets real. Mm-hmm. I'm getting peppered with shots to look around and you're gone. So I said, what's the real reason? Long story short, you know what we worked out? That her real reason was, her daughter's getting married mm-hmm. and she doesn't wanna be the fat bride to the mum. She doesn't want to be the one there with getting all the wedding pictures that are going to be in the house and all these family houses and she's the one out of shape. Yeah. She couldn't even walk up, walk up the stairs without getting knackered. Mm-hmm. She says that the day's going to be busy. She doesn't want to ruin her daughter's wedding experience by being lazy and slow and sluggish. Mm-hmm. That was her real reason. So I said, bingo. So now that we've got that reason, I've written it down every time she came in the gym, I made it, give it up, made her read it, made her read it. So now, that was in the summertime, right? So mm-hmm. that's your reason, man. That's your reason. That's your reason. Easy to come to the gym at ten o'clock, nine o'clock on, a, on a, in, in summer when the sun's blazing. Fast forward to January now. I say Monday, seven o'clock, six o'clock at the gym. Show her that reason. If that reason was dog shit, she's a good bit of her would go. Nah, fuck nah. it. But because her reason was so powerful, mm. she's getting out of her bed at six o'clock to come and train. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I've got my reasons why I go hard. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So my reasons are that deep where ain't no matter, it could be a fucking typhoon. I'm deadlifting, I'm going in, I'm training. See what I mean? Yo, Jay, thank you, bro.
bro. It was good to yeah, be here. Yo, man, I've enjoyed this, you know. Bro, it was good to be here, man. Are you going to come back? 110 million. Yeah. Because I feel like... To talk about. Yeah, man, I feel like we've got... I feel like we've just kind of, like, tipped the surface bro, with this. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing here, man. This, yeah, is, man. Uh, this is sensational, guys.